Well, by now you've been able to assess that things are different this morning. Um, We always take uh, a Sunday out of August to spend some time celebrating what God has done on our campus. We're a multi-campus church. Ridgeview's doing the same thing today and celebrate what God is doing on our campus. So I want you to know right off the bat that if you are a guest here this morning, this is not the normal course of events. Um, And I always... I feel like I sound apologetic about that every time I say that every year, but every single year, and in fact, it happened after the first service, somebody comes up to me, they says, today was my very first day at Blue Valley Baptist Church, and I'm thrilled it was because I found out more about who you are than I would have otherwise. So if you're a guest here with us today, know this is not normal, uh, but it is a a very helpful day for you to kind of hear what God has been up to on this particular campus, Um, and we're going to do that with our age-graded ministry staff. I have ask them on a very busy day. Uh, it's promotion day where, uh, particularly in our little kids ministry or preschool ministry, preschoolers move from one class to another, and I think we all know how well preschoolers deal with change. Um, they love so, change. Yeah, yeah, they love change. And, and so Tracy has had her uh, plate full. Micah has had his plate full. Jonathan had his plate full today. But um, I've asked them to be here, uh, apparently not caring about any stress on their life at all. So, typical. Uh, yeah, that's pretty typical, actually. Actually, you're right. And I'm, I, f- I feel okay with that. I know. You know, uh, so, but uh, I've asked them to come and just kind of talk with us a little bit today about what's going on in their various areas. So, uh, uh, Tracy, tell us about the little kids, the preschool area, and what, as you look back on the 2018 19 church year coming to a close next week, what are you going to remember? We've had several really exciting things happen in Little Kids. One thing that we've really enjoyed is this year we've had three teachers in almost every preschool classroom, allowing our adult teachers to also go to adult Sunday school at times too, which has been nice. But it's also helped with, I think, just Sunday school kids enjoying their class and making great connections and having some uh, just consistency and They've really enjoyed that, and we've had some um, really faithful preschoolers, which is indicative of faithful parents, which has been great, and indicative of a great adult Sunday school program, too. And then another thing that has been really encouraging to look back on is with Cookie Days, which is our Christmas event for preschoolers. It's when families can come and move through self-guided stations, and at each station, There's a different craft or activity that focuses on the Christmas story. And then at the end, we gather as a group, and the gospel is presented in a child-friendly way. But parents get to hear it, too. However, this year was really exciting because several families came and told me, oh, we invited our neighbors, and they're coming, (laughs) which is very exciting because those neighbors wanted to come because of the relationship they had with our church members which is what Cookie Days and all the events that we do is all about. It's helping you all invite your friends, invite your neighbors, and helping you have gospel-centered conversations. So that was really exciting that we could do that as a preschool ministry. All right, Micah Hayes, our student minister for the past 15 or so months. Tell us what you're going to think of as your first full year uh, as, a, as a, a minister on the Antioch campus. Yeah, uh, one thing I think about this past year, one of our core values is uh, every student a missionary. We really want students to see themselves as being on mission wherever God plants them. You know, our culture really looks down on teenagers. They try to label them as reckless or irresponsible or lazy, and we just reject that and say, you know, teenagers are in a unique stage of life where they can actually have 
an amazing impact on those around them, on the sports team they play on, the class they're in, the clubs they're involved in, the neighborhood they live in, their family. And so we call them to, to live as missionaries, to take the gospel to those who don't know it. And one of the ways we did that this past year, we did a campaign at the end of the year called Who's Your One, which initiated kind of through the Southern Baptist Convention, and we kind of tweaked it for student ministry. And we basically just challenged every student to identify one person who's your one, one person who is, does not know Jesus or who's not involved in church that they could pray for, invite to church, and then have a gospel conversation with. And it was so encouraging as our students came back each week just to hear uh, that some of them actually did it, <laughs> you know, that some of them actually stepped out and, and shared the gospel. with. So are you telling us you're shocked when students listen to you? Uh, a little bit. Minister? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, uh, but it really was encouraging because we even had some students come to church who'd never been to church before and who came for the first time just, just through that and just saying, hey, when you call students to live uh, bigger than what they're used to hearing, it, it, they do it. I mean, they'll rise up to the challenge. That's been such an encouragement this past year. All right, Jonathan Locke served as our student minister here for eight years and uh, made the move to uh, overseeing the adult ministry at the Antioch campus uh, a little over a year ago. This is your first full year in that role. Tell us what you're going to look back on. And first full think. year. Well, I got to uh, introduce a new curriculum, which is always fun, but uh, God has been working through that, and our Sunday school has seen amazing growth, and we've seen God do amazing things through um, what, what he's doing in our Sunday school classes, through our leaders and teachers and that. And then also... Also, uh, we relaunched a, a women's ministry um, this past year and uh, had two great events with a vision night and then also our retreat. And one of the neat things that happened through the retreat is uh, Mary Murphy, who I called Mary Bradford earlier, but Mary <laughs> Murphy and um, Melinda Holland have been asked to lead uh, the at the Renew Conference, which is put on by the uh, Kansas-Nebraska uh, Southern Baptist Convention. And so uh, they're leading worship uh, at that event uh, coming up in September. So that was all through this relaunch of our women's ministry. All right, so we're bringing a church year to a close, 1819 to a close, stepping into 1920. Uh, tell us what we can look forward to in adult ministry. So adult ministry, uh, we've uh, put together an amazing team of men to start a men's ministry, and so uh, that is in the works. Um, our senior adult ministry is in the works as well of, of putting a team together to start uh, leading uh, ministry areas for them as well, and then also for collegiate ministry. And then finally, the biggest push I have, I think, on my heart is uh, helping our Sunday school uh, have have purpose and drive in being a, a great commission Sunday school. Uh, so so you'll start seeing that coming up uh, through our Sunday school. And if you're not engaged in Sunday school, this is a great time uh, to jump great in and, and get involved uh, in Sunday school. So. All right, Michael, what, what are we to look forward to in uh, student ministry in 19 and 20? Yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, one, this uh, year in our age-graded ministries, we're going to be doing something called Focus Sundays. So we're taking one Sunday, five total this, this uh, school year for each of our five S habits. And taking that day to explain what the habit is, what it, what it means. And then we're also issuing, a, in student ministry, we're issuing a challenge, a practical way they can do that. So when we talk about shine, 
uh, we're going to be encouraging them to shine through social media, which we know is a place needs a little shining. Um, so encourage and teach them how to do that. And then when we talk about surrender, we're actually going to talk about fasting, what that means, how they can do that. We're going to encourage them uh, to learn to write their testimony through share. So just making things really practical. I'm, I'm excited about that this year. And then also something that uh, people often don't think about with student ministry is we, we really value parents. Uh, it's one of our values is every parent a partner. And we see parents as partnering together with the church to disciple their child. We know it's the parent's responsibility, but it's our job to come alongside them. So we've got some events and things planned uh, to help parents, equip them to do that. Uh, starting tonight for sixth grade parents, um, who's sixth graders who just joined us for the first time today, we have an event called Student Ministry 101, where we introduce them to student ministry, Ridgeview and Antioch together, and what, what we do, what we're about, and some of the challenges they're going to deal with in a middle school, in a middle schooler. Uh, and then we also are planning a big event, D-Now Weekend, actually for parents, just a time to equip them and encourage them on a particular issue that we know they're wrestling with. So a lot of exciting stuff going on. All right. Tracy, what about you? What are we to look forward in little kids' preschool ministry between 19 and 20? In Little Kids, uh, we're going to offer a lot of the same events that we have in the past, but I'm looking forward to just building on the momentum with Cookie Days, and hopefully uh, more families will continue to have great conversations in their neighborhood and invite more non-churched or unbelieving friends. And so um, I'm looking forward to that, and then also just helping families through our Focus, uh, Focus Sundays help them learn how to have great commission conversations with their kids starting very young, teaching them to look outside of themselves and outside of our families and see that their greater purpose and greater identity is in Jesus, even as a three-year-old or, or up. And so um, those are a couple things that we're looking forward to in preschool. Excellent. Here's something that I think we overlook because we're used to long tenure at Blue Valley and we just kind of get used to folks. Um, you, you drop these three people in the largest churches in the Southern Baptist Convention, largest churches in America doing their roles, and they would immediately establish themselves as being some of the best staff members on those huge staffs. These folks do an amazing, amazing job, and we are we're blessed. All right, I, I, I have to say, once a year I have to say something nice about them publicly because I am brutal uh, through the rest, rest of the year, aren't I? I have nicknames for all of them that will probably, honestly, if you ever leave upset, will get me sued. So, uh, so isn't that right? That is correct. That is correct. But we won't share those nicknames uh, with anybody. Obviously, there's one ministry report that is missing, and that is our children's ministry, our big kids ministry. That is because our longtime minister to children, John Wesley Crockett, uh, a couple of weeks ago began serving as the lead pastor at First Southern Baptist Church in Lansing, Kansas. He preached his first Sunday as pastor last week, and they gave him another week. So uh, he, is, he is preaching his second, um, but he did amazing work. And one of the things that has happened at Blue Valley over the years is that you have grown accustomed to hearing an announcement that someone is leaving and then almost immediately had um, a, a solution proposed to you. I mean, it's, it's happened pretty quick. And it hasn't happened uh, for John Wesley. Um, we still are not prepared to announce to you who the minister to children at this campus might be. Um, I, I want you to know um, that part of that is because of timing. 
John Wesley uh, let me know that it looked like his ministry was drawing to a close here right before I went on vacation, and then I went on vacation uh, for three weeks and w- wasn't able to begin to get the ball rolling in that area. But since I've been back, um, we've had conversations as elders, as a staff, trying to think about what God might do um, in, in filling that role, and we believe that by the end of this month, we should have a clearer picture about how long it will take, all right? So we, we want you to know that right now. We, by the end of this month, we really think we will know um, the length of time that is going to be between John Wesley's ministry and the person that God has set aside for us. In the meantime, we have committed lay leadership who have already proven themselves capable of holding the fort down and leading well. John Wesley invested in those people, and they were committed to John Wesley and committed to that ministry, and they're already doing a tremendous, tremendous job. I mean, um, the first week he was out of the office, they were there um, saying, we have these needs and, and getting, getting everything moving forward. And so we're really blessed by our lay leadership, and uh, if you... Um, are the parent of one of our elementary age children. Uh, when you drop them off over these next uh, several weeks, make sure you thank their workers for, for them continuing to persevere. I do want to let you know about one big change in big kids ministry that is coming. Um, you know, we joked earlier that preschoolers don't like change. Well, Baptists don't like change. I mean, Baptists despise change. You know, how many how many Baptists does it take to change a light bulb? And the answer is change, you know. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to change. Um, but we are in the process always of trying to assess um, what's working and what's not. And we have been doing trunk or treat now for 12 years at Blue Valley Baptist Church. It started here on this campus. Actually, my wife led it our first fall here. I think we had 50 people, and that included the workers first time we did it. That has grown, shifted campuses, been at Ridgeview. Um, we've had this last year, actually the last two years, we've had over a thousand people out there. And so that ministry, as far as people coming and church involvement, has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. But to date, all of those man hours and all of that money that we have spent has resulted in exactly zero people coming to know Christ and exactly zero people becoming a part of the Blue Valley family. That is in spite of giving it an extra push this last year. Um, we, we collected names of those who were interested in our church. Um, we had a, a, a meal for them at an Olathe area restaurant. Darren shared about Blue Valley Baptist Church. John Wesley uh, talked about children's ministry. Aim Chowson, who leads children's ministry over at the Ridgeview campus, talked about children's ministry. And we really thought, well, maybe we'll be able to get some people to transition in, begin their faith journey, and it just hasn't happened. And so in the intervening time, John Wesley and Aim began to kind of formulate a plan to reimagine what Trunk or Treat was, as putting, making it less a big thing and making it a whole lot of smaller events that are Sunday school class-led, and and we're really excited about the plan. But with John Wesley exiting at the critical time of planning for that, it would have left all of that burden on on AIM, and frankly, we still had some details to work out. And so we decided that the best course of action is that this year we won't have anything um, that is around that season that is going to happen at Blue Valley, so we won't have trunk or treat, um, and we won't be doing this new thing. But by the time we get to next year with a new leader at the Antioch campus working with AIM, we have something that we think will be better, um, that will be more gospel-focused, more evangelistically driven, that we think you all will be blessed by. So that's the, 
the children's ministry report. Now, it's time for me to talk a little bit about what's been going on specifically at this campus. I am the lead pastor of Blue Valley Baptist Church, and so I have responsibility over all of it with our elders, even though I'm here most of the time. And because I'm here most of the time, I essentially function also as the campus pastor of the Antioch campus. So as I look back as the campus pastor at Antioch, um, what am I going to, to see and what am I looking forward to? Well, one of the things that I see that I think super encouraging is how well the Antioch campus is primed for growth. Here's something that you may have noticed, although I tend to believe that most church members are just typically not very aware that this kind of thing is going on. Our attendance during the summer months at the Antioch campus is 8.2% greater than what it was last year. Let me, let me translate that to you. That means that about 50 more people a Sunday have been in worship services at the Antioch campus this summer over last summer. We believe that what we are seeing this summer is going to translate into the fall. In fact, it has already started doing just that. And we um, actually believe that that we'll be seeing an average attendance that will approach 700 at this campus alone by the time we get uh, to the, the later fall months. You need to know Blue Valley is one of the weirdest churches as far as attendance patterns in America. You all attend really well in August. Uh, you take a little bit of a break Labor Day because you're out vacationing. You come back in full force the Sunday after Labor Day. We're packed to the gills. And then everybody says, we'll see you November 1st. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen before in my life. I don't know why. I've given up trying to fight it. You just do. I guess you have boats. The weather's nice. You're at the Chiefs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And then November 1st, you say, okay, well, we're ready now. And then everybody's back. So that's the reason I say by the time we get to November, December, and January, we, we believe our attendance will be approaching just at this campus of 700. That's great. One of the things, too, that is exciting about the Antioch campus is how our adult Sunday school classes are exploding. In particular, our young adult Sunday school classes. It blows my mind. In fact, one of the uh, things that has been the biggest surprise for me these past few years is how much our young adults are growing, how, how that is the fastest growing segment of our church. Um, the reason that that is surprising to me is because John, who's been here with me the longest, knows that I've always wondered that as I got grayer and had more lines on my face and hands, for those of you who are classic rock uh, aficionados, um, as that happened, that would I begin to not be um, an adequate pastor for a young community. And what is happening right now, for whatever reason, the fastest growing segment of our church looks more like my adult children than it looks like my peers. So I still don't think they think I'm all that cool, but I think they, John, you didn't have to amen so quickly. <laughs> but uh, but one of the things that, uh, that they have obviously seen is a connection to one another and they're reaching out to one another. In fact, I walked by one of our classes um, during the 9.30 hour headed up here. It was packed to the gills, people spilling out, and they were having a conversation with one another about starting another class out of there. That's super cool. And uh, testimony to, to John, Jonathan's leadership as well. Here's an area, though, that we could work on. We, um, a, a few years ago, at Jonathan's leadership began to form a partnership with Blue Valley High School. We began to go to Blue Valley High School and say, 
How can we help you? We're just here to serve. What can we do? One of the things they flagged for us was something that they do called Tiger Paws. And those who are students at Blue Valley High know what that's about. It's an it's a opportunity to basically eat and do study hall or just to kind of relationally connect with one another. People grab their food, sit in the hallways, go over uh, homework together, study for tests together, sometimes just talk with one another. And they need outside people to come in and basically uh, be in the hallways, prepared to ask questions to check people out if they need to go to something and they have permission to get out. And several of us on staff and, and a handful of us from our campus have been a part of that. I, I go once a month. Uh, Jonathan goes several times a month. Um, Micah is there every chance he gets uh, because you, you don't uh, pass up an opportunity to get on a secular high school campus if you're a student ministry. He's there every chance he can get. And we could use more people to help them. They always have gaps still to this day. They always have gaps and they need people to help them. So when you hear a challenge about signing up for Tiger Paws, sign up. You can do it. Don't be frightened of the high schoolers. They're very polite. They are patient if you can't hear it thunder. Me, right here. Because what I, they gave me a sheet of paper and they would tell me their name to check out, and I'd go, excuse me? That was, the, that was uniformly the conversation. My name is so-and-so, and I'd say, excuse me? And finally, what I do is I just I point. You show me where you are, and we'll check you off. So you can do it even if you can't hear, okay? And we'd encourage you to do that. There are other things that, uh, Blue Va- that we're helping Blue Valley High do. Um, several of us have participated um, at their track meets. I, I measured long jump one year um, poorly. Uh, but I did. I measured, measured long jump one year at a track meet. We have uh, worked a concession stand for the football team, all of these things. The reason we're doing it is that frequently churches can be seen as um, needing something from the community. This is an opportunity for us to say we're here. How can we serve you? So if you get that opportunity, um, sign up. You'll, you won't regret it. All right, so what's coming Well, we value at Blue Valley Baptist Church expository preaching. If you're not familiar with that term, that means that our preferred method of preaching is to go verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through extended passages of Scripture or whole Bible books. And what we will be doing in this coming year is uh, preaching through, starting September the 8th, um, the New Testament book of 2 Timothy. That'll be followed beginning in January after a Christmas break where we have an Advent-themed series a series of messages from 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. So we'll go through the letters of John together. That'll take us into the summer. And then we will have a summer series from an Old Testament book called Malachi. And you think, boy, that'll be time to go somewhere else. But, um, <laughs> but I promise you, um, I think you can be blessed by it. Because we are this year having as a theme, you've already heard Micah allude to it, of focus. If you're wondering why, just think about what next year is. It is 2020, a 2020 focus. You pay us big bucks to think about those kinds of things, all right? (laughs) So we'll have a 2020 focus. And so the the letter from 2 Timothy will focus on our personal faithfulness and our faithfulness as a church. The letters of John will focus on the basics of the Christian faith. And then the Malachi message series next summer will focus on repentance. And that just sealed the deal. All of you will be somewhere else uh, (laughs) next summer, but it'll be a really important thing for us to do. But the most important thing that we're going to do, not just as a campus, but as a church, will begin next week. We are working to focus 
what we do as a church, and we are really setting a focus on the future. Last November, we celebrated as a church our 40th anniversary. And in my message to the church on the 40th anniversary, I said that we need to begin thinking about what kind of church we will be on our 50th anniversary, our golden anniversary. In other words, how are we going to measure our faithfulness as a church between now, 2018 at the time, and 2028? And that began a conversation on our staff and began a conversation among our elders about how, we are, how are we going to measure that we've spent the last 10 years well in 2028. And one of the things that has occurred to us is that we've had this focus on the five S's, the five habits of a Jesus follower, surrender, sustain, sacrifice, shine, and share for 10 years, September. That was introduced to this church in September of 2019, or excuse me, 2009. So we've had that focus for 10 years, and we've tried to help people understand that faithfulness to Jesus involves these habits in our lives. But we have never defined for Blue Valley Baptist Church what we as a church should now do with that. And that has been the focus. And so next week, I'm going to share with you what our staff and what our elders have been working on for nine months, seeking God, talking with one another about what we think God wants us to become over these now next nine years. We are, we are, we are picturing the golden anniversary service celebration, and we are thinking about the things that we should be celebrating if we have been faithful. And that has, has come together from, from dozens of pages, it felt like, on a room at staff retreat filled with things that didn't make any sense to one sheet of paper front and back that we think very clearly as elders and staff defines the path forward for us. I'm going to share that with you next Sunday. But it's so important that we are not saying to you, this is what we think we should do, all in favor say aye and let's run for it. We want you, having heard it for the first time, having it introduced to you for the first time next Sunday, to then spend several months with it yourself. We will be educating you on it through our messages from 2 Timothy, through other things that we are going to do from September through almost the end of November, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, November the 24th, we'll conclude the message series from 2 Timothy, and then we will have a special call meeting where we will say, you've had three months to look at this. Do you believe that this is where God is leading us? All in favor, say aye. And we hope and pray that God will bring such tremendous unity and clarity to our church that from that point forward, we can rapidly move into our future and begin to hear specific things that are in place to make all of these things happen. That is what we are shooting for and that's what we're looking for. So come prepared next week um, to um, hear some, some exciting things that we believe God is leading us to do for the next nine years. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.